you know, um, first off, a pretty crazy week uh, we've had. Um, you know, Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, kind of what was your, uh, obviously the college season getting canceled, uh, disappointing, what was kind of your first reaction? Um, and kind of what did you tell you guys at uh, Ohio Northern? Yeah, you know, we, so we, you know, it was, a, it was a roller coaster ride for our guys. You know, we were told previously uh, that it looked like everything was a go and we had a game coming up that Saturday and that was midweek. And then the very next day, um, I think the day, the morning after the NBA announced their, their suspension of the season, um, we were worried. And then 30 minutes before I went out to practice, we got the call from the, the conference commissioner and had to have a meeting with uh, our AD. Um, so it was certainly, you know, 30 minutes ago before practice, we were really scrambling. But what we were able to do is uh, we were surprising the team with new uniforms. Mm-hmm. So after we told the team, and it's just incredibly emotional, um, we had to get to some sort of normalcy. And um, we went out and scrimmage. You know, we put the seniors and some guys in the, in the brand new uniforms so they could at least wear them once. And we scrim- had a huge inter squad scrimmage. And, you know, some of the other teams came out to support us because they had heard the news. And mm-hmm. um, I was able to get a live feed from our sports information director so all the parents uh, could at least watch their kids play one more time this year. So, you know, we did the best we could. I mean, this is uncharted territory for everybody. And, um, you know, we're, now we're, you know, moving forward from that. But, uh, you know, it's certainly tough. And all of our guys have to leave campus by Sunday now. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's getting. Uh, Really nerve-wracking, and, uh, you know, but we're moving forward like the rest of the country. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, the uh, NCAA's decision to go to guys an extra year, you know, uh, I've heard a lot about how that impacts Division One. Um, how do you think that will impact Division Three? Yeah. You know, I think it's going to be interesting how it impacts Division Three, right? You know, mm-hmm. every school, every family is different. Yeah. Um, we don't have scholarships to help subsidize cost here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it depends a lot on the family. You know, I don't know if Division Three will be impacted as much as Division One mm-hmm. with guys transferring and doing extra years. But you also have to look at, you know, what schools have grad programs that the young men are, want to pursue. Uh, a lot of Division Three schools don't have grad schools. Um, so, you know, that's interesting. And then if you want them to come back, you know, sometimes you're asking a kid at a private institution to, to pay, you know, anywhere between, you know, forty to $75,000 a year. And that's a lot for, for one season of lacrosse. You know, I tell our guys, I know my stance, and I tell our guys I love them, and I'm fortunate to have the relationships that we have. And, you know, coming back for another year is up to them and their family if, if it's feasible. Um, but, you know, I, I wouldn't want them to come back just to play, you know, one more semester of lacrosse. You know, I want them, yeah. you know, to come back because it's going to help better them and put them in a better position to get a job and be successful in life after. Um, it stinks. It's terrible. My, my heart aches for them, and it was gut-wrenching to hear the news. But, you know, we have to think about the young men and not, not myself, you know, selfishly mm-hmm. as the yeah. lacrosse coach. i got to think about them and their family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, segueing that into the PLL, I believe it was you that mentioned on Twitter how uh, this impacts the PLL as well. Um, yeah. You know, did that kind of change your approach uh, coming into the entry draft last night at all? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it really did. You know, we had a we had a plan. We knew we were going defense. We we um, with with Matt Landis um, working towards and fulfilling his commitment to our great nation uh, mm-hmm. and serving with the Navy um, is in the Marines is important. So we knew we had to try to. You can't replace Matt Landis, but we yeah. knew we had to go defensively to try to close that gap and, and give us a chance. And, um, 
then we were th- kind of with that second pick, we were open to what we were going to do with it. And I was leaning a certain way. And then when this announcement came out, um, you know, we, we knew we needed to try to fill the void of facing off and, mm-hmm. and it was, and it worked out because I don't know who's coming out, you know, you, yeah. don't, you don't know yeah. who's going to come out. And it's certainly a, a deep and talented and it's a special senior class, but now how many of those guys are going to transfer or stay or go back to school? So there's so many unknowns. We had to make sure that we really, um, played it safe and smart and, and addressed needs, not necessarily wants at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see over the uh, next couple of months, what happens there uh, with all the guys coming back and stuff. Um, yeah. You know, uh, with the two guys you got last night, you know, kind of what was it specifically about those guys and how do you see them uh, fitting in and contributing to Ledwoods? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good question. I'm, I'm super excited. Um, you know, Finn Sullivan is, is a young man that we looked at when he was at Hofstra. Um, coach, his college coach, Coach Tierney, has become a mentor of mine here since I joined the PLL. And uh, I know how good that Hofstra defense was when, when Finn was playing there. And he's six foot four, he's left handed, he's physical, um, he, he plays with an edge, and he's had to cover everybody's top players. So, you know, we really always felt like we have three ones on our team with Landis, Apple, and. Uh, Glaze and you know Glazner doesn't get the respect that he deserves. I think he's one of the most talked about, underrated players in the in, in pro lacrosse, and he can cover anybody, in my opinion. So we always felt like we don't really care about our matchups because we have that much confidence in our guys. And Finn does that for us. You know, he brings in you know pro lacrosse experience. Um, you know, uh, I, I we looked at drafting him out of college when I was coaching uh, professional lacrosse, and it didn't work out. And then I coached against him a couple times in, in championship games when he was mm-hmm. in Denver. So we're excited, uh, and, and he knows a lot of guys on the team, and I'm really big on locker room and culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we, we love ours, and we love our culture. We love everything about the woods, and he was a great fit. So that was Finn, and, you know, I'm thrilled. And then with Greg, you know, I got to coach Greg for three years and, um, you know, in pro lacrosse, and we won a championship with him as our face-off guy, and he um, was our face-off guy. Um in the championship game that we, you know, that gut wrenching championship game that we lost by a goal. So I'm thrilled because I have a realist, uh, pre-existent relationship with him. He knows how I work. I know how he works. Um, and then when I stepped back from this, we needed a face-off guy. We needed a defender. We got both. And not only did we get both, we got two players that have championship experience and championship rings at the professional across level. Um, and, you know, we're, we're, in the PL to win it. You know, our goal is to mm-hmm. win the championship and, you know, uh, we need guys to step in and be able to do that. And these two have proven in their careers that they can. Yeah. Then you mentioned, uh, you know, improving your defense there. Um, a few weeks ago, you brought in a, uh, offensive threat in Miles Jones via trade. Uh, you know, what was the logic behind that? And then how ecstatic are you about the, uh, y'all's midfield this season? Couldn't be more excited <laughs> about our midfield. I think we've yeah. got one of the best, deepest midfields in this league mm-hmm. right now. Um, especially the way we play. Um, we, we expect our defense, uh, middies to be able to play defense. And I think, um, you know, Brent Adams is one of the best in the business. Uh, Sergio Perkovic started to elevate himself as one of the top middies mm-hmm. in this league. And I think he's going to continue to do that. And then, oh, by the way, you bring in this guy that's sitting at, uh, you know, six foot five, 240 pounds. And, you know, he's, he's a, just a big time name, uh, a great personality. He's a huge team guy. Um, which is really important, again, for that locker room piece that I talked about earlier. So, you know, we couldn't be more thrilled about bringing Miles in. He's a great guy. He's somebody that I've had a relationship with the last couple of years, just getting to know him every weekend. 
Um, he has instant chemistry uh, with Joe Walters. They've played together. Um, he grew up with Matt um, Kavanaugh on the island, playing against each other and with each other at times. So, again, you know, it, the chemistry and culture was really important, and we know we're getting one of the best feeding midfielders in the league, and I don't think he gets enough credit for that. So we love it. Um, super hard to – um, part ways with my guy Sergio Salcido. You know, my family loves him. I love him. Um, and, and but it was a great opportunity. I felt like for him to elevate his game and elevate his career and prove that what he can do as you know the top guy on a midfield potentially. And um, you know we're going to miss him. But both of them bring electricity and firepower to both programs. We just felt that Miles is uh, a guy that's going to continue to keep us in that upper echelon and, and propel us closer to a championship and. You got to get excited when you think about, you know, how, 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 how many midfielders we can put out there and, oh, yeah. you know, Brent Adams and Sergio Perkovic and Miles Jones um, on a midfield line. And then, you know, we're able to go with Joe Walter, who's one of the best to ever play the game, and Kyle okay. Harrison. That's great. Um, and you can't sleep on our middies, right? Our yeah. middies, you know, Jack Neer scored probably arguably one of the best goals in the PLL last year in our championship game. And Patrick Harvison, he, he just gets it done. So it's going to be a fun training camp because we've got some up-and-coming guys and Tyler Don and guys like that that are going to be there and, you know, compete. Brennan Gleason, who was at Notre Dame and an All-American there, didn't get a chance last year. Um, so he'll be in the thick of it this year. So we're, we're really excited about the competition level that's going to be at training camp this year. And then you've mentioned kind of, you know, uh, bringing in locker room guys and culture um, a lot. How have you uh, built that kind of at the professional ranks um, as opposed to in college when guys are together all the time? Yeah, you know, so we were a little bit fortunate. Um, you know, everybody thinks it was a little bit easier because we had so many Notre Dame guys and yeah. Brown guys. Yeah, so. um, you know, it's a great starting point, but it's also difficult for those guys. Like, my credit goes to the players. Um, you know, they all came in, and we were a vast majority of Notre Dame guys, and they had their culture, and they had their group, and they had their friends, and they knew how they did things, and they were very successful doing it. Um, but there was also the, the guys from Brown and some veteran players. Um, so those guys did an unbelievable job really checking their egos and putting it to the side. And um, my biggest thing was just trying to develop relationships with each one of these guys. And, you know, I think that's the root of – any culture and, and any successful organization is, you know, strong relationships. And um, that's what I, you know, really wanted to spend a lot of time trying to develop. And you don't need to be face-to-face. Uh, I, yeah. you know, I talk to Matt Cavanaugh and those guys almost every week and um, Jules Hennenberg and Garrett Eppel and Eddie Glazner. Like, it goes on and on and on. You know, I talk to those guys a ton. So, you know, I want to develop strong relationships with them. And then I got to – I was fortunate to have – Joe Walters, um, Greg Renly, and Kyle Harrison as veterans. And I think that they had instant credibility with the team in terms of they've been around the game so long, they've been so successful, and they've all won at every single level. Um, We had to figure out a way to balance that and have that come together. And I don't know if there's anything necessarily that I did other than, you know, I'm fortunate to to coach a bunch of guys that were pretty egoless and um, when it came to the locker room and all had one goal in mind. And I said that in the first email that I ever sent, sent them is, you know, we're not here just to be, you know, part of this new premier lacrosse league. We're here to win the damn thing. Yeah. And then uh, last question here, Coach. Uh, the, the regular season schedule got released uh, last week. Uh, kind of what are, uh, is there any certain location you're excited about uh, going back to or a new location that you're excited about? 
Yeah, you know, I think uh, the schedule's got me extremely excited. You know, I don't know if there's one that I'm more excited for than the others, but I do know that the the uh, facility out in Minneapolis and the lacrosse talent and the lacrosse, um, you know, community in, in, in Minnesota's just booming, mm-hmm. and that's, I'm really excited about that. But then you get to coach in Homewood, which is special. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm an upstate New York guy, so going back to Albany was huge. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I did win a championship at the start down in Dallas, and that facility is always going to be special to me. So super excited uh, about all of that, and um, and now heading out to Portland. I've never been there mm-hmm. and uh, hear great things about it. So I wish I had one that I liked more than the others. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm certainly really focusing on and can't wait for them to release the playoffs and the championship mm-hmm. locations yeah. because, yeah, that's what we're working for. Yep.